What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. So if it's your first time coming to hang out, let me quick tell you what's going to go on so we can all be on the same page for the episode. The name Buds, Bros, and Superheroes is actually exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to have a Buds section, which travelers of the green all around the world can come together. We're going to be talking about products, different things like that. In the Bros section, we're going to be hanging out and getting to know one another a little bit better. It's our first time having this guest co-host, so that's always a fun thing. Finally, in the Superheroes, we're going to take a really deep dive, guys. Like This is going to be a right turn that I'm personally excited for. Those who have been following the show for a while, like we usually pick a movie or something like that. And when we were talking about it, you were like, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. And what you brought up is like, oh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about role-playing games. Dungeons and Dragons is going to be basically it. Like I said, my name is Nick James. Today we have a first-time guest. James, please say hello and thanks so much for coming to hang out today. Hello, yeah. I'm uh, super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're super chill. I'm, for some reason, super nervous. And all of a sudden, you're like, we got this. And no. I was like... We do got yeah, this. Yeah, we got it, dude. Thank you very yeah. much. You're welcome. So if all this sounds good to everybody out there, the way we get this show started is by entering into the bud section. So in the bud section, like I was saying, Travelers of the Green, I myself has recently entered the medical marijuana field. You, sir, have been in this field for some time. So can we start there, please, of talking yeah. about you of Traveling the Green and how that's been <clears throat> going here for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, as a patient, I've been here since... Uh, 2019, so I've definitely been in the program for a little a little while, and then I started working in dispensaries in uh, January 2020, so I've been in the field working for a while, too. That's great. Yeah. So I also have a lot of these, but like, what are your, some of your favorite things of starting into this and being, what, what, what's, what do you like about your job, kind of? I really like to be in like a customer facing position. So getting to build, I think like the long-term relationships with kind of the return patients, people that I'm seeing all the time and like seeing the ways that their lives might change and seeing the products they might start to like and kind of getting to know them just through that. You get a pretty good sense for people that way. And I think that's like the most enjoyable part. I would have to agree. And sometimes it happens. I would find when I'm getting busy, maybe not flustered is the best word, but of just like in a go kind of thing. Never that I'm rushing somebody, but if a lot of people have express orders and there is a line, I do find a sense of, hi, would you like to change anything? Yeah. And the second I get the no, then I'm like, let's go. Let's, you know, yep. like, mm -hmm. but I do like to offer the, would you like to? But the second it's not, no, it's let's get you the let's, heck out yep, of this mm -hmm. door, please. There's a huge line and we're closing in 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens often. And during that, sometimes you could just get a little tunneled vision. And I did that the other day where I walked out to give somebody at the very end of the counter. I said, all right, thanks so much. Have a great day. And they went, all right, Nick, you too. And I was like, oh, dude, like, Thanks, man. Like, yeah. so I kind of missed that whole thing of like, you know what I mean? So I like what you were talking about with the customer and building that relationship yeah. and almost feeling bad. Like, oh man, I'm going to have to definitely give him a what's up a little bit better. And But even knowing that like he'll be back and you can kind of continue that relationship then, you know what I mean? Yes. I was I very happy to see that. I think the sweet spot too is like, for me, when we get into these periods like rushes during like peak hours if you can kind of do both like you get into that flow state where you're getting people in out in out but also still maintaining like that like personal relationship but knowing that like you're keeping it pretty brief and pretty short but it still feels personable that's like a really nice you know kind of middle ground to be at and a very zen place yeah. too you know it's 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 a wonderful high in and of its own when you know like oh man i'm performing and i i really yeah. do think i'm doing it well i'm 
keeping it speedy, but also like if you need something, we could slow down. What do you need? Yeah. And I also do like when that happens sometimes. Like some people get a little like, Ugh. but if somebody comes in and they're first time, they're like, hey, I really need help. It's like, got you. Yeah, What's up? Exactly. And I kind of enjoy that pace of it as well. So no matter where you're going with it, I found that, yes, that customer is a great part of it. And I like that. I also like getting to know a lot of product better. Yeah. And you must know a lot of product. And when I have people on who know a lot of product, I kind of like to do a, what's your favorite stuff kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, so like from a personal standpoint, if we're doing like a, what are my repeat purchases? What are my like, you know, kind of like top products that I enjoy personally, I find that there's honestly a lot of uh, the ratio products on there. That's one of the reasons I wanted to get into the program like in the first place. Before I had a sense of like what it would actually be like, I was like, oh, I can just buy weed in the street. Who cares? But for me, I was finding like, I really think I need like some stuff that is more controlled and has like a better sense of like, oh, I can use this throughout the day and find it, you know, it works really well. So as far as like my favorite strain goes, I love the Harlequin from Cresco. I love the Lemon G from Terrapin, uh, the Blue Dream from Rhythm. And those are the strains that I consider like to actually be like for me, but like medicinal. Um, and then as far as just more stuff I, I enjoy goes, I'm a big fan of any of the gelato, uh, cookies, kind of strains like that for my indicas, like more of the mellow hybrids. And then if I'm going to mess with the sativa, I tend to lean toward some of the like citrusy stuff, um, maybe like a lemon tree, uh, even like a Sojay Haze or a Citrus Daydream, stuff like that. Typically, I like that like terpenolini kind of uh, experience, you know, once in a while. I did yeah. enjoy the Citrus Daydream. Cresco made a batch yeah. pretty recently that I picked up that was really awesome. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's testing at 30%. I was like, yeah, but did you see all the terps in it as well? Yeah. Like, look yeah. at all of that that we were just saying. Like, that's what's up. And it just tasted amazing. And it really yeah. came through with that. And sativa-wise of like, yeah, I don't know why I get... It didn't make me as quote-unquote nail driving as I sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. get that I was telling you about. But I did feel really just uppity maybe yeah. more giggly like Very i want to sit and giggle but like not sit and sleep almost but i was pretty mellowed but yeah. i found giggly. it like super true to the name like daydream it felt like very spacey oh, to me but like in a good way like a very pleasant kind of nice. way i had last time i had some of that um i was playing music and it felt like a perfect strain for that experience so it's like a real creative like head in the clouds i'm locking into a flow stage playing drums right now and just grooving on it Awesome. Yeah. And then the Harlequin you brought up too. Yeah. You have yeah, to man. try that. But obviously, I like the name for the comic book yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I think it was maybe it was Grassroots Farmer X. I don't know. Somebody made a tincture called like the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. It's an RSO. Yeah. It's an RSO. Thank mm -hmm. you. Well, it's Harley Quinn and like Joker something, right? Maybe Sour Joker. Something Th that like that. That would make sense. I don't know if that's true. But it would make yeah. sense. Like it's something with Joker in the name. And I was like, yeah. oh, these clever fucks. They're really funny with the names, man. Farmer X in particular. How yeah. do people get away with that? So one of the ones that we were bringing up uh, the other day, I think it was actually with Drew, was... Uh, Terrapin and Star Wars. Oh my God, yeah. It's fucking rampant. It's mm -hmm. pretty freaking crazy. You know, we were smoking Jawa cake. Yeah. But like they also have Princess Leia. They have uh, super Rando. words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rando Calrissian. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that goes. I wonder, like, because Star Wars, too. I mean, it's Disney, man. They'll come after you for anything. That's what you know? I mean. That's where I, exactly where I was going. I'm like, how are they getting... Like, somebody would have slapped them yeah. by now. I imagine that, honestly, the fact that it is such a 
new industry. And, you know, to some people from the outside, it could look a little bit like, uh, not, not dangerous, but it's, it's an illicit activity. I'm putting that in air quotes, but for a lot of people, you know what I mean? In a lot of states, it's still illegal. Maybe seen as like, they probably don't have their eyes on it is what I'm saying. If it was just like a regular retail kind of store, or if every single state in the country was legalized and like full adult use, you know, maybe more eyes would be on it. But I think it's just like the nature of the program, you can kind of slide it under the rug or they just don't care and are just blatantly doing like, oh, whatever, what's the worst that could happen? Nothing's happened yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah exactly. So what is the worst that can happen? Because I can see how they get away with it with the Harlequin because it is like Harlequin, not yeah. Harley Quinn. Exactly. And a joker. There are many jokers mm-hmm. in cards or court jester and shit exactly. like that. But when you go Princess Leia, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. a pretty like, holy shit, dude, like try something like yeah. space buns is kind of like, oh, I get where you're going yep. with her hairstyle and haha. Like that's so much. But, but like, literally have a princess Leia. Yeah, or on like the Jawa bed. cake, man. It's like they made Star Wars made that word up. Like that's George yeah. Lucas trademark, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. How do that? It's weird. So one of the things that I actually like that you brought up, I saw on your Instagram was the hot takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back to that yeah. now, I remember that after you yeah. said something earlier, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, that would be kind of be fun. Cause one of the hot takes that we even kind of touched upon here was like, THC hunters and shit like that. Yep. And people yeah. who specifically stop in, you're like, I've never seen you. And they're like, no, I drove 45 minutes for this. And you're like, interesting. Yeah. Why? And they're like, 30%, bro. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do you get calls in about like, oh, do you the- have anything higher than? Every, every day, man, I think it happens. And it's like, it's always some like outstanding number. Like if you come in and you're like, hey, you have anything like 22%? I'm like, oh, definitely. Certainly I can help you out. But when you call and you're like, you know, this other dispensary's got this this weed at 35%. Do you have that? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And it's just like, you know, it's it's so rare to find something like that. So that, I don't know. I think people put way too much focus on it. Uh, and I'm sure, I mean, you, t- you talk about that a lot on this podcast too. It's just like, I've had 18% flour that hits way harder. You know, I've had a 30% flour that's like unenjoyable. You know, it's definitely not the end all be all. One of the things that we could talk about here and kind of, it's a little bit of, behind the scenes of what we do. We haven't ever, I've never said where I work specifically, but something that we do is called the THC, what's the word? Not extraction, but you, the, like the, the conversion. conversion. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I would love to talk to you about that and hopefully get some education out there. I want to educate PA listeners on a few things in sure. this section yeah. while we can, because the phone call thing also reminded me, I would love to take a tally. How many tallies do you get a day of, hey, can I come in there if I don't have a card? Oh my God. Can my can my sister come in with me? Do you accept Massachusetts medical cards? No, no. Do you see Canadian, Canadian? Canadian. I got the yep. other day. Do you accept the Canadian ones? And I was like, no, it's got to be Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so that's lesson number one that we're gonna have inside this like, section of yeah. If you want to buy in Pennsylvania, you have to have a PAL, and it's also got to be what's the word not expired? What's the word of not expired? Oh, just like a current license, right? Current. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's got to be a current one. Yeah. A lot of people don't know to follow the dates that it can expire on like three different levels, right? Oh, you mean for the medical card? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, and I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure what they do is they, um, they will set your like actual expiration date for when you get certified. So like if I got certified on the first of the month, for instance, and my card came in on the 10th, a year later, my stuff's going to be up for expiration on the first, unless I pay the $50 to let the state know like, yeah, I definitely want to keep doing this and they'll keep it on for the the next two weeks or whatever the situation might be. And it's definitely, it's frustrating because I don't think they're, they don't make it super clear. You know what I mean? So if you, if you wanted to go buy some nice product and you find out that you're 
card expires, even though it says you got two more weeks, like I get why you'd be mad, but that's why we should tell people, I guess. You know? That's yeah. what I'm definitely trying to do here because that's another one that's just so hard to explain. Yeah. And they're like, isn't that bullshit? And like, like yeah. you need to be professional. But yeah. at the same time, you're like, yes, sir. Or ma'am. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. And I'm sorry for yeah. this bullshittery, but the good thing about it is that you could sit down electronically send yeah. somebody $50 and be back here in it's 10 done. minutes exactly. and you're good. Like it's, it's $50 right now that's stopping you between these doors. Yep. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah, go sit down, do follow it. the links in your email, mm-hmm. sit down, use our like, go ahead. And that does get sorted up pretty quickly. Yeah. It should be a nice lesson in procrastination though. Like don't put it off, you know, which is funny to tell to, you know, not to fit into the stereotype or anything, but <laughs> stoners are kind of known for, uh, yeah, procrastinating myself anyway. I don't know. I don't speak for every stoner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I absolutely agree yeah. with what you're saying. Of, I always think about it. I was in California. My dad took me after I graduated college. And we went on a weed tour. Nice. And we got on it late. So I was texting the guy like, I ju- like we just thought to do it. You have one now. Like, this is perfect. Can we, can we still make it? Even though we're like, you're supposed to leave in five minutes and it's going to take us 20. Right. And he said, he typed back. It was the first thing that he typed back. He's like, Trying to wrangle a bunch of stoners together is like trying to get a bunch of methed up cats in one room. Yeah. Don't worry. Just come when you get here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I kind of, that's what I thought of the first thing when you're like, I'm not trying to stereotype us, but I mean, sometimes when it's true, it's true. Yes. Yeah. If we will late to the last minute of like, I'll do that. Sorry. The next thing that I wanted to talk about that we kind of hinted at was the conversion and going through that, dude. And that's one of the things with people who don't do it. So first and foremost, it's a THC versus a THCA. Mm-hmm. So the THCA is a different type of acid, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that's also found on it more so than in it or with it that takes, not combustion, but normally that's what happens, vaporization. When you, is when you heat it way. up, yeah, Thank exactly. You. Heat, that Whether was the word that I was you're baking it or lighting it on fire. Not that baking. anybody in the program would ever light anything on fire. We would never you know do that mean? in yeah. a non-combustion exactly. approved place. <laughs> but if it were to happen, right. I could, that that is the catalyst that turns it into THC. Yep. And during that catalyst, a little bit of shit gets fucked up. It just va- it just poofs away, yeah. right? So we take that number and we times it by 0.877, which would mean 0.33 or 0.133 is then that's what the difference is yeah. of getting burned up. That's sure. why we times it and add it to the THC that was going to get it in you anyway. Mm-hmm. So that means if we get something with like 30 on the label. Maybe you're looking at closer to like 27. Yeah. And automatically 3% to people means a Mm -hmm. lot. So when they see on the menu 27 and then we show them, they go, this shit says 30. Yep. I'll take it. Like they're happy at first, but they're like, why are you trying to play it? And it's like, what we do here is, and you tell them, which is fine. Because like we talked about earlier, I'm all about education. I would, I'll spend as much time. But it's the same people mm-hmm. who you end up having to tell of like, don't you? We did this like two yeah. weeks ago, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> why do you all do that? I don't know. That's what I just we do. work here, man. I don't know. <laughs> How yeah. many times a fucking week could you just, I just work here. I, I don't yeah. make the rules. And it's, it's really frustrating because it feels like every dispensary can't get on the same page, right? Because when I worked at the place where you work, we did the conversion there. And at my current job, the it gets pulled automatically from inventory and it gets uploaded to the website, which is crazy technology that I don't pretend to understand. But 
it gets a lot of stuff wrong. And so it straight up just adds the THC and the THCA together because I guess it just pulls the numbers from inventory and is like, sure, this is right. And so we're technically like, it's not the quote unquote correct percentage. And when I worked where you work, we had it all the time where it's like, if we both, both stores got on the same batch of a product, it's like, well, that other dispensary has it at 28. Why is yours 25? It's like, well, because, and then you do the whole spiel, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the whole spiel. <laughs> yeah. So continuing down that path of how many whole spiels do you have of getting the dates correct? Mm-hmm. You need the PA card, getting the THC correct, any other kind of, let's set some first time goers. That's maybe how we yeah. should have started this. What other first time goer information would you give? I think it's important to know that there is a certain etiquette to coming into a dispensary. I think, you know, it's a medical program. Sometimes it can feel on a really busy day with, you know, a certain kind of clientele, like a an adult use program. You know what I mean? People are chasing THC. They just want the coolest flower, whatever the situation might be. But I've definitely had people come in and, you know, yo, what kind of weed you got? And just be very like, I don't, the word's not aggressive, but you're not being very discreet about the situation. And I think that's fine. Like I'm never here to judge anybody, but when you're in a environment like this, like if it's a medical program, there's just a little bit of etiquette and that's fine if you don't know it. But to me, it's frustrating. It feels like nobody goes over that with anybody. Like I can tell personally, like, I don't know if this is your experience where you work. A lot of these people get medical cards from, you know, places that are, that's going to sound very cynical. So please forgive me, but you know, card mills, you know what I mean? Where they're, they're kind of just pumping out cards. And that's not to say that these people don't have like legitimate medical conditions, but the doctors that they're going to maybe are not going over how the program works with them and as much detail as it should be. Do you know what I mean? And then, so it's left up to the people that work at the dispensaries, which granted that's our jobs, but it's just like, man, is nobody telling anybody how this stuff works? You know what I mean? It would be nice. There is more finesse is the word that I eventually came up with it. There's got to be more finesse to it because when that happens, it's proving people right in some cases who are like, oh, they're just going there to get high, right? Mm. It's like, unfortunately, like we just talked about cynically, yes, there are going to be some people who can go to a card mill who can work through the system to just quote unquote chase THC. However, yeah. like it's not worth the people who really need it as well. Yeah. You know, like I feel fine if like for every person that we talked about earlier who I have to stop and help and who came back in yeah. and was like, oh, that really helped. What workouts can we go from now? And that's personally why I also call it traveling the green. Yeah, because it's a whole It's experience. never done. Mm-hmm. You're never just, you know, not to personally then be cynical or shit on people on meds. It's not just like, dunk, here. Oh, yeah. I, I want to make it clear. I do not feel that way at all, man. I love my job. I love working in the industry. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's 180 degrees from what I just brought up. And I yeah, like yeah. I like the travel. I like that it's in my hands. Yeah, That's one sure. of the things that I brought up as well. Like, take one of these every day. Why? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't feel yeah. that way in this program. I take what I feel I need when I need it. Yep. And the other traveling that I've learned that I like to do is tinctures. Oh, yeah. I really started fucking with tinctures, and they are super nice. Anybody who's hesitant or I don't know if it's going to be, go ahead and just try it. Yeah. I would really honestly say try it. And the other great thing, too, is there's not even really horrible ones so far. So some people would stay away. 
I hate the shit talking two weeks in a row, but Alira. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, their yeah, tinctures yeah. are actually oh, they're super nice, man. Duper That's nice, like one man. of the first uh, when I first got on the program, I bought their hope tincture over and over and over. And uh, that's that's one thing I'll say, man, is like, you know, if you are somebody who got on the program because you have anxiety, you have, you know, whatever kind of situation you've got going on and you're just buying flour or vape carts, you've got a whole lot of other stuff in that menu you can try, man. You might like it a lot more, you know, like I find for me, like I enjoy flour, I enjoy vape carts with the exception of like some of the one-to-one stuff. They never feel like stuff that I personally can just like take in the morning and just go about my day like i'm more of a nightcap kind of person when it comes to like more uh thc dominant stuff so if i'm taking just a little bit of like a tincture in the morning like 10 milligrams or less five milligrams get some cbd in there it's like everything gets toned down a little bit feels nice and muted and it's like oh this actually feels like a medicinal product to me right now and isn't it crazy that i can walk into a store and buy a five milligram dropper of THC instead of like going to a sketchy back alley and buying weed from somebody that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a way better deal. That's what made me want to get into the program in the first place. Or an Aleve yeah. or an Advil or anything oh, like yeah, that. Definitely. You know, when I read the sides of it, I, I especially do that. One of my favorite things is trying a few. So you brought up Hope. You just yeah, said. the Hope tincture. I like their Soothe. Their Soothe yeah. is really nice. I'm not, I don't know, confirmed if I have IBS. I'm also a trash stomach. Like, I don't eat yeah. well. So I can't really. <laughs> I can't really say the machine's not working well when I don't fuel it right. Sure, sure. I'm gonna for my own sake, right in the middle. Anyway, it's just it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Where I might have, I think also too, just to continue. Like I just drink a shit ton of coffee. Yeah, and I won't eat anything. And I'm like, why does my tummy hurt so much? Why is it burning? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'll take a little bit of this, <laughs> and it's just Settles super it. nice. And then from there, I traveled a little bit into more THC stuff, especially then to bring up another goodbye in my opinion that might not always translate is um, is g leaf oh yeah their tinctures are also really nice where sometimes i find their other products i definitely don't like their carts their their live resin stuff's okay yeah. they're, the they're carts okay are company. uh I, the tinctures though i know when i was tinctures at, are great when i was at the place that you work at now we sold a lot of them because they have the only downside to the tinctures is I feel like most of them are made for people that have have or want a lower tolerance to THC. You know, like five, 10 milligrams of serving. And a lot of the ones that G-Leaf makes, I know are way up there. So they're great choices for people that either like want that stronger psychoactive kind of effect or just have a really high tolerance but don't want to be ripping carts all day, you know? That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like I'll take a, a large dose, which is still only a half a dropper. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not as much as a full, but it's still like you're saying, because the dosage is so high, still half of this is still pretty good. Yeah. And it's just wonderful to come home to and it slips under and you sit down. And if your feet were hurting, because we do a lot of standing, yeah. we do a lot of walking and bending and kneeling and shit like that. Lifting. Lots mm-hmm. of lifting as well. So like, I just literally can melt and not be so psychoactive sometimes yeah. of just like, Oh, I feel genuinely relaxed right now. I'm just like, this is great. And I like the slow creep of edibles and tinctures and capsules and stuff like that. Like sometimes it's nice to, you know, hit something and it just literally hits you right in the face a couple seconds later. But when you're just like chilling, playing a video game and it just kind of slowly creeps up on you and then you look around and you're like, oh, I feel amazing right now. Sometimes that's nicer, you know? 
Agreed. Yeah. Yes. When you're like, oh yes, this oh that happened. Okay, yeah, great. This is very pleasant. Because sometimes you forget or yeah. you get caught up <laughs> yeah. in whatever you like a video game is perfect or a series or a show, whatever yeah, exactly. you're doing, you're just like, Oh yeah, we were watching this great. Like who's getting kicked out this week? And then all of a sudden you're on the next episode and you're like, Whoa, oh, that's right. Whoa, yes, yeah. exactly. That that happened. Great. This is going great right now. Yeah. And I feel like it always those kind of things come in different at least with like edibles at least. Um they come in different waves. You know, the first wave hits you, then later on it's like, Oh, this is still uh this is still releasing into my body, huh? Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the final thing that I was also gonna bring up about talking with this other person is edibles. Have you ever like do you make your own with like RSOs and what you're saying? I have in the past, but I don't do it too often, to be honest with you. I yeah. do not either. No, I found that like that's one of the things of I didn't. I don't really enjoy ingesting it like that. I find like a tincture somehow is different yeah. than an RSO in that way, or even a delicious edible is what I call them compared yeah. to like an RSO cap or something like sure, that. You know sure. what I mean? I mean, I think just to kind of give myself away here, man. It's like maybe I just can't trust myself uh, in front of a a batch of you know like medicated brownies because I have a serious sweet tooth, and I know that. Uh, I'll, I'll literally bite off more than I can chew and then it'll be <laughs> a, a big experience. Yeah. So I find if I want to take RSO, man, it's just like, well, I could bake with it and wait for my oven to preheat or I can just get a scoop of peanut butter right now and just go to town. And sometimes you just want the, the easier option, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Peanut butter. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I, I feel right. like you want something fat soluble, right? Like something fatty to help the THC absorb. So why not just go for peanut butter right out the jar, you know? That's another pro tip right yeah. there that we were adding. <laughs> and then finally, with the etiquette, we were talking finesse. Is there any other final first-time patient thing that you'd want to say? Because mm. I feel like you, this has been great. Yeah. You have been let just me, a wealth. Thank let you. Let me think, think over that for a second. I would definitely say, like, don't be afraid to ask a lot of questions. Um, I remember, like, when I went into the dispensary for the first time, I was pretty nervous. And, like, I don't know if you know, you had that experience. I feel like I'm so used to it now, but you know, you, a lot of the people I see that are first time patients, some of them are super naive to cannabis in general. Some of them are not naive to cannabis, but like feel kind of sketched about like, Oh, am I stealing this? Am I still doing something wrong here? Like, so don't be afraid to ask questions. Knowledge is power, right? And you want to be an informed person. You want to be an informed consumer because the program is so new and there's so much trial and error. You don't want to be you do want to be as informed as you can be and kind of armed with as much knowledge as you can get to make the best decisions for yourself. And don't be afraid to try, like we were talking about tinctures and the one-to-one stuff because they're probably a lot better than you think they are. And, uh, you know, yeah. (laughs) And also to kind of add on to that, because that was perfect, don't be afraid to quote-unquote narc yourself out. Oh, yeah. I always, I can't stand when I'm trying to get with somebody and trying to find out where on the map you are. I always feel like it's like a teacher at the beginning of the year, like, I'm going to give you a test. It doesn't count for anything. I just need to know know where you are, Where's your progress, yep. So I'll say to them, do you have any like prior use? And they just told me it's their first time in a dispensary. Yeah. So that automatically, to anybody, like it automatically means, have you bought weed illegally before off the streets, however you want to say it. And that would be a confession. Yeah. You're not confessing to me. You know, we're not behind. It's nothing like that. Yeah. You can say that you're not, quote unquote, narking yourself out. I'm not here to judge, but no, once again, all. it would be great because if you're like, oh, I've never really tried it, I'm going to be like, shit, like we got to start slow with yeah. you then. Meanwhile, he is someone who might really want to know what's in his medicine, yeah. who's trying to come into this program and trying to like, 
I am a little bit further than I want to. I smoke a lot of street weed now and it's not doing anything. That would be a much better answer of like, let's, all right, I could start you somewhere in between then. Yeah, because it's like, clearly you're here for a reason. You wanted to go to medical marijuana for a reason. So it's like, I'm just going to make an assumption that you might have tried it before. You don't have to lie. Like, I'm not going to, you know, no one's going to bust in here and arrest you. But I also understand that anxiety because I definitely felt the same way. Like I felt early on, like I had to almost justify my condition of them. But like, oh, I want this flower. Like, oh yeah, I'll go grab it for him. Like, yeah, it really helps my anxiety. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to go get it for you. I really need to sleep. So I need like something like. It's just like, no, man, it's cool. And I think doing that kind of stuff is going to help continue to destigmatize it, which I think ultimately is like the most important thing, even for us, man. Like, I still have, I feel weird telling my family about my job sometimes, even though it's fully, totally like acceptable and I make pretty good money and have like health insurance and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but still there's that part of me that was conditioned from the propaganda, uh, like it's the war on drugs, just be like, no, this is bad. So just don't worry about that. You know, ask questions and don't be afraid to narc on yourself. Dude, with that, you don't even know about the awesome segue that we're going to do with that into the bro section of explaining to your family and all that. It's going to be perfect. Before we get into that, we are going to wrap up into this bud section that we we always do of like, do you have any comments? What's your guys' etiquette to any first-time patients? Leaving comments down below, let us know. Or, you know, we usually ask too, what products are you smoking on or anything like that? We talked about a lot of great ones. Leave the comments, send the tweets right on the walls. There's still a lot of stuff going on on the internet, I believe. I think so. Any of that would be great. (laughs) But we are going to close on out of that bud section and enter into the bro section. So to jump right into this about what I was talking about, I attended a wedding. So at the very top of this, I don't know if I say their names. I love them. They love me. They know who they are if they're listening. (laughs) But you guys are great. It was a beautiful wedding, but just want to say once again, congratulations. Love you guys. Thanks for letting me do that really quick. But I told you, you know, you kind of came in and we were talking about, hey, how's it going? What are you guys doing today? And I told you I had to go all the way to New Jersey for it. And you said something interesting to me that I kind of want to enter into this bros about. It's going to be almost a wedding field, bros. But you said something like, oh, I'm due for a wedding. Yeah, I feel that way, man. How do you, like, what do you love about weddings, Dad? What are you due for? What do you expect out of a wedding? Like, yeah. it's going to be fun because I was, like, just at one. So I feel pretty good at that. You're primed to talk about Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. No, I was a little intimidated in the bud section of, like, oh, this guy knows a lot and I want to ask good questions. But now I'm just like, I was at a wedding, bro. Like, yeah, I got this. You're the expert now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, I'm. I'm kind of a sucker for like a big uh, display like that, man. Like nothing is cooler to me than two people who are like, they love each other so much that they're just like, let's throw a party about it. You know what I mean? And in the past, the weddings I've gone to have been like, you know, family members that I like or, you know, my partner's family members, stuff like that. But I'm at the age now where like most of my friends are kind of coupled off and it's just a matter of like, yo, who's going to get married first and who's going to throw the best party? You know what I mean? And so that's kind of, I think, what I'm really looking forward to is just like <laughs> my friends moving on and, you know, myself moving on to these like next chapters where we can all just like celebrate each other and our love together. You know what I mean? Plus, like a free bar is always cool, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I see. I definitely saw a lot yeah. of that. So this was my cousin, though we are just absolutely great friends and friends with her other cousins as well. And well, no, they're her siblings. They're my cousins friends with them as well. Yeah. So it's great getting together and seeing all of them. We're of a similar age that it does kind of work into that. And that's how the vibe was going last night. But in terms of just spectacular, they did the whole thing at the wedding or at the wedding, 
at the church. Yeah. One of the things I was explaining to my wife who's been there is like, I've been to this church eight billion times over their lives. Right. So like, I think I've seen all the milestones of like, they were raised Catholic of like communion and then confirmation is another one. Yeah. And then some of them have kids and they were baptized after I saw them wedding there. Like the brothers and like, I've been so like, that was a really cool part about this chapter again of just being like, oh shit, we're here again. Like this yeah. is fucking crazy. All the crazy memories, you know, just to kind of have it uh, go full circle like that. Because yeah. it reminds me of like the church in a sense of that. Yeah. And like just being like old timey of like, no, that's the church. We keep going. Like that's their church at least like that. Yeah. You know, it's the one and only one, even though I'm sure if we threw a fucking rock from that church, we could hit another church <laughs> yeah. really easily. Yeah. But like, it just seems old fashioned, like almost like a set piece of my own life movie of just yeah. like, we're fucking here again, guys. And now look, we're all a little bit older and like, you've got a baby, you've got two babies. What yeah, the fuck is crazy? And talking about, yeah, like you were saying of just... Isn't this great? They fucking really like each other yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. I don't know. It It must be weird for you to like anticipating those two people that got married. It's like, they're probably going to have kids soon. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a part about getting older that I'm just starting to kind of uh, feel, I don't know, like really interested about. It's like the weird passing of time and milestones that kind of recur like that, you know? And you always saw it kind of as a kid and almost faced it against your parents but the internet has made just a funny fucking joke about it all. It's just like me as a kid, like I'm not even going to do a good meme off the top of my head. But anyway, it's about how when you become quote unquote an adult, you're like, isn't this nice carpeting? <laughs> and like you as a kid, the kid version in you is like, did you really just ask about the fucking carpet? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But you really do appreciate it. And you're like, this crown molding, this came out really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like <laughs> shit like that about adulting that you're yeah. not, it sounds like bullshit, but you're really like, I like that. I'm going to do that shit at my house. You know yeah, what I mean? Shit like, like it's that. stuff that you can put a lot of thought and effort to, but like 14-year-old me would think that 28-year-old me was so boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially about cars too and like, yeah. you know, like how fast they go versus like, oh great, how many people you fit in there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got a lot of space. I bet you could fit like two, three grocery orders in this compared to just like, how many girls you fit back there yeah. or some shit like that. If you I know? buy a kayak, is it going to fit in here? Like, <laughs> Can we take this camping? Will it tow me and yeah. my kids up the hill? <laughs> That shit's funny. Yeah. And it, I don't know, man. It's. It is, though. And it is interesting. And you thought that you weren't going to be that adult, but you realize being that adult is actually what you kind of like about yourself a little bit, too. Just yeah. like, of what are you guys doing today? Well, I think we're going to go pick out some new wallpaper. No, nobody wallpapers, new painters, some shit yeah. like that. I don't know. Because then it becomes about you and your space. And. I don't know. As kids, you just didn't realize it. It's like, this is my house because it's their house. You know, I don't know. And think about it. Too. Time it's passing like, is weird. It yeah. is very <laughs> weird, man. I, I like, I'm just going through that right now. Cause I'm at the, at the point of my life where a lot of these albums, like CDs and stuff that were so important to like my adolescence are starting to hit their 10 year anniversaries and bands are starting to do like tours to celebrate that. And it's just so bizarre being like, how did that many years go by already? And I think that's just maybe one thing about like your late twenties that it's like the first time you experience that big of a jump in time that it's just totally mind blowing. That's why I think they do ten year reunions where you're like, yeah. fuck, I haven't seen you fuckers in ten years. Like yeah. sometimes some people don't. Some people do, but like for me, I don't I don't know if they did it. I don't know if that happens, whatever. But like for me personally, it'd be like, I have not seen a fucking one of you in ten <laughs> yeah. years. Like that's crazy. A full decade, man. Yeah. A full decade. Like that's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> But then back to you, we talked about a wedding almost in two parts and we hit on like, yay, they loved each other. 
motherfuckers threw a party, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really just a great time. So from the the set of the church I was talking about, you had to drive, I don't know, like thirty minutes to the hotel. Which of course, like a lot of weddings, like you had a block, so shit was already set up. Yeah. Checking in was super easy. God love the internet of like do 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 super simple. fucking here and shit. Go and drop your shit off. You have an hour to hang out and then drive to the to the party, which is a minute away. Now you're like, oh man, driving. Sometimes that doesn't mix with alcohol. No, all the time it doesn't mix with alcohol. But what am I going to do? They had a shuttle bus for Perfect. those who drank. Perfect. I personally do not imbibe anymore. So that was not a thing for us. But I was like, mm-hmm. And to be honest, at the end of the day, if the shuttle bus lost a tire, like y'all could have walked. It wasn't really that yeah. bad. And yesterday was quite a mild day as well. But anyway, smart as shit. Walk in the place. It's like a giant hallway and you walk into one room and there's lights iridescently kind of going. Another room, there's like a bar and they have their name, their new name, her new name at least, spelled out in like a neon light and shit. And then like, that was cocktail hour. There was a third room. And like cocktail hour, I don't know a lot about weddings because I don't pay attention. You know, I just kind of go like, where are we going now? Yeah. But like it, it was cool or extra, like awesome because there was so much food. Yeah. You know, like usually it's kind of more lighter hors d'oeuvres or stuff like that. But this is like one of two or three weddings that I could think about that was just like, we got full hot food, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we're starting this thing with food now. Food and booze. Let's go. Yeah, It's like an invitation from the people that you love so much to be like, you know what? This is about you. I know you think it's about us, but you can ball out as much as you want right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's how they, dude, that was perfect. Yeah. If they're listening, that's how you made me feel. Yeah. Absolutely. I felt exactly like that. We'll go into a little bit more. Like, even though I felt like that, that's not exactly the person I portray at a wedding. Mm-hmm. So, cocktail happened. Awesome. Uh, funny story for me is, I like I said, I don't drink, but I was like, let me get a Roy Rogers. Do you happen to know what that is? It's a non-alcoholic uh, like drink, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's just a, it's a cherry Coke. It's Coke with grenadine. Oh, perfect. So, it's basically yep. a Shirley Temple for anybody who doesn't know, but it's not Sprite. Which or are delicious, soda. for the record. Absolutely. Yeah. And normally, I order them. However, I was like, I don't need the jokes tonight yeah, like I normally get. I Let's get a Roy Rogers. And the guy, surprisingly, was like, all right, like immediately. And then he started to get stuff ready and held stuff over. And he's like, and stopped. And he goes, I'm making you a cherry Coke, right? And I go, yes. And he goes, all right, cool. Like thinking maybe he thought I thought a Roy Rogers or something more cool or alcoholic yeah, exactly. or something like that. And he was cool as shit. So I just kept throwing him ones every time I went up there. And like automatically on the Roy Rogers yep. guy, if he saw me like, like, yeah, another he just one. Knows what's up, man. He Correct. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm gonna get a dollar. He knew because I just feel bad. Like one freaking lady in front of him, who I thought I was one fucking person behind the bar, was like, "Can I get three? And then I need this. And oh, you need something too. And like, I was sitting there, cracking my neck, like, "All right." So can drunk. I just get my cherry coke, lady? Like, please. Can I yeah. just get yeah, my exactly. cherry? <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, that's that's funny as shit. But that was a good time. We get into the main room. And the main room was just decked out. The food was great. Yeah. The music was pumping. So, like, what kind of food are you, like, if you had to have your wedding right now, what kind of food would you like to have oh, all man. around? What a, what a question. It is a bit loaded. Yeah, uh, sorry on the spot, but. We're talking main courses? We're talking, uh, like, appetizers? Let's start crudité, yeah. Crudité. You don't have to explain to me what that means. I think yeah. I went to say hors d'oeuvres, because <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, fancy, but crudité is like, yeah, that's a type of hors d'oeuvre gotcha. where it's just like. 
vegetarian like it's it's vegetables <laughs> oh well you know what man definitely perfect potato, transition <laughs> because definitely i'm serving up some vegetables my family's got to get their vitamin c in gotta get that fiber going uh plus you know i don't eat meat so it's <laughs> gonna have to kind of be a default thing at my wedding but probably like a lot of comfort food man i feel like that's what people enjoy and so i enjoy anyway you know probably mashed potatoes and mm. pasta mm. you know a lot of good stuff like that pretty carb focused yeah I like both of those oh, options. Yeah. Maybe I always, just maybe just one big loaf of bread for everybody to split. That'd you know? be, it's the size of the room as yeah. well. Like yeah, when like you say those, really big, yeah. It's like just it's everybody those, go uh, up and grab some. Those six foot submarines or whatever, but it's straight up just bread. Yeah. That's fucking funny. <laughs> so the music was also another big thing that was part of this. DJ They Went, which I thought was great because this guy was super flawless. I love, like, I don't really know anything about DJing. The mm-hmm. most I know about it is, have you ever seen Pitch Perfect? A long time ago, yeah. She talks about how you want to do pretty much transitions of finding the one, two, three, four on the left and mixing it maybe to the one and two and three to and switch four between songs. Yeah. To find that perfect yeah. where it doesn't always seem obvious. That's a good one, if you ask me, where you're like, what? what? Oh, shit, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like, and start a new yeah. song almost, you know? But this guy was good. Are you a dancer? My dancer. Yeah, well, are you the guy at the wedding dancing? I'm the guy at the wedding who will stand on the edge of the floor with the person that I'm with and kind of just like bop my head politely and, you know, got to have something in my hands because I don't know what to do with them when I'm dancing. You know what I'm saying? I swear to Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm dance. I will slow dance. I got oh. the slow dance. I got the, Same. you know, like, let's middle school this mm-hmm. up left and right. And maybe if we're feeling fancy in that left and right, we can also do a 360. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. no dips, please. Maybe a twirl, top notch twirl, maybe. But my wife wanted to dance dance. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll stay for one. I just don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. And she just starts laughing. And then like, that's making me nervous because now I'm just like... What do I do? Like, it's like wet spaghetti sometimes where it's just like, what do I like? Because I got, I always go to the hitch is what I call it. That movie with Will Smith where he's explaining to Kevin James, like, right step one, left step one. Yeah. Right step one. And the hands just kind of stay here. However, Mm -hmm. I just see invisible maracas here. And I, again, (laughs) I just feel uncomfortable with this. So then what? You can kind of do maybe an X. Nope, this isn't working. This is definitely way too much. Like, what do you do? You can't hands in your no, pocket. You can't be a hands in pocket kind of person. I do feel a little upset that this isn't a video podcast because everybody was just deprived of your absolutely <laughs> sick moves. But honestly, man, I think what like, was just more awkward. Yeah. What do you do? That would be another great thing. I to, think you really got to lean into the fact that it's just going to look and be goofy and just have as much fun with it as you can. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people just go all out and just like look really silly, like straight up, but it's like, you know that they're having fun. And I don't know, maybe it's always nice to remember that like probably no one's really looking at you as much as you feel like they are. Or maybe everybody is, you know, it's definitely one or the other, you know. It is because <laughs> as I am the guy I was like saying, and this is this is who I am at the wedding where I'm sitting the, almost the whole time, slow dances. Yeah. Fine, you know. But I like to sit and I definitely am number one, not on my phone. Not yeah. often. Sometimes I got to check, you know, shit's going on. It's okay every now and then. And I was having a conversation where we were both looking something up. But I don't want to be the guy looking down the whole time. You're not scrolling Instagram. You know no. what I mean? I want the head up and I want eye contact where I can make it and just just moving. Yeah. I could sway. And then, like you said, if I'm doing something on the table, it's not so awkward with my hands. But I definitely don't want to be the guy looking down. Yeah. I'm sitting just, alone at a table while everybody else is dancing. Not a correct. great look. You no. Know what I mean? <laughs> no. So I definitely understand 
that I don't want to be that guy, but I also don't want to be the guy of like really going at it. Because like you were saying, there aren't people, like maybe you're not being looked at as much, but as the guy sitting, I am watching people. Yeah, that's And mostly true. I'm envious. <laughs> like there's this one guy, he fucking looked great. He had suspenders and a nice red tie that yeah. he wore blue. He just stood out really nice. Like he had a, he just looked good. Yeah, had the fashion down for sure. For sure. And just danced. Like he looked like he was right in between both of just letting loose and also being somehow trained where I was like, yeah. You're fucking making this hard for me, bro. Like, so you maybe look it's a really na- it's good. It's a natural talent, you know what I mean? I do. You know, I often don't want to try to bring things here, but I think it's, I'm very white. Yeah. Is what <laughs> yeah. I think it is. You know, no, I got I know rhythm from mean, the man. feet down. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a drumming thing of like one and two yeah. kind of going like that. You a drummer? Yeah. I, Nick, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I play drums. Me too. Oh, yeah. I, I knew that I knew because, the, yeah, wow. you, you jam with Drew and he yeah. posts that shit sometimes. And yeah, well, I, I listen to those. I literally had no idea. And that's so funny because. It makes what I was going to say before even, it hits like even closer to home where it's like, it's so funny that I can play drums pretty well. I can play bass pretty well. I have a good sense of rhythm, but you put me on a dance floor with nothing in my hands and it just disappears, man. Yep. It's so funny. It's unexplainable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, I don't know, my dad, he's a programmer. Yeah. But that's not IT sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you're like, wait, you speak the same language. Why can't you do it? And it's like. It's not the same. And that's yeah. how I feel with that's this. Where it's analogy. like, how can you not? You count. And it's like, yeah, I can count one and two. Like I just did. You know, that's mm-hmm. fine. But there's, that's almost mathematic yes. is how I drum. Yeah. I drum very mathematically with very little flair in it sometimes mm-hmm. of just like, if I throw in a fill, it's a four. It's do, 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 do. I'll never just do just because ah, I was there and it felt right. Yeah, no, I've yeah. got to put fucking four in there because that's what I taught was a fill. <laughs> exactly. That's not what dancing is. Dancing is not. You know, you have to be able to know where like, this is how I was taught to thrust your hip. But like, I personally like to throw a little ha in there. It's yeah. almost like painting. Yeah. Where I can't paint, but I can paint by numbers. I can't like, ha, maybe Maybe the key yet. is like, you have to get really good at like free form jazz drumming and then those skills will translate to dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got to break open your uh, one, two, three, four a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Or honestly, this is more likely, it's probably just to have something in your hands. You know what that's I mean? The other, yes, I we're think very that's used really what it is, something. man. So I think, like, what you were going, what you were saying before about, like, what does it look like when you dance? I think instead of the invisible maracas, you just got to get a pair and just, like, actually on the dance do floor. it. Yeah, see what happens, you know? I might. <laughs> I'd be that guy then. It's just like, you know, they're always so like in another universe. If yeah. that did happen and a attendee at this wedding had their podcast, they'd be like, dude, I went to this wedding and there was a Morocco guy and he just went the whole night. And yeah. that would have been me. And you would, that would have been memorable for the rest of everybody's lives, man. You would have been cemented. I wonder yeah. though, as the Morocco guy, do I still get the invite? My cousin or not, do I still get invited? I don't know. If your reputation precedes you, it's maybe like, oh, we don't really want that guy at our wedding. He might cause a scene. He might, yeah. He's going to steal my thunder with his fucking maracas. That's too funny. Yeah. But all in all, the wedding was good once again. I can't share enough love with them or anything. Any final thoughts on weddings that you had? Uh, If any of my friends are listening to this, you got to do it, man. You got to get married so I can come and hang out at your wedding. That's pretty much all I got, though. So what if they turn the pendulum on you and they're like, why not you, sir? Mm, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> My answer is you first. Or okay. we'll flip a coin. You, you know? flip the coin? Yeah, that seems like a pretty good way to determine something so important. Yeah. That's how I determine between steak or chicken at the dinner. So I go. still, <laughs> yes, you're right. It's right on par with those, no? Exactly. Get married, cannot get married, steak, chicken. It's, yep. uh, it's almost unanimous. The rest of my life, dinner. Yep, exactly. Or what you could do, and listen to this motherfucking segue, you can roll like an octagon 
die or there something like that. That's a something, right? Yeah, very smooth transition. Thank yeah. you. Because right now, guys, we are going to exit out of this bro section and get into the superhero section where I'm going to get school, dude. I got some questions all about role-playing games, yeah. but almost like Dungeons & Dragons specifically. Sure, yeah. I'm awesome. definitely down to you know try to do my best to answer those questions for you. Let's get into it. So like I said, and this is going to be super duper interesting right now of getting into something that I don't know a lot about, but I'm very interested in. And I kind of want to start this with a little bit of a cop out on the subject matter as it comes to my mind. Because when I think about Dungeons and Dragons specifically, I actually get caught up in another fad, a more current one, if you ask me, of Stranger Things. I think of Dustin and oh, yeah. Finn Wolfhard and all yeah. those kids playing it specifically. So really quick, before we deep dive into that, do you like Stranger Things? Just just learning. I, I really enjoyed the first season. And I totally fell off after that. I would have to say in some perspectives I'm jealous like all you have in your mind is that like that's all that Stranger Things is and that's a beautiful fucking thing you know like do you maybe have some questions or something you know for me I would I'd be like oh I have to know just because that's the type of personality I am it's almost like the collector in me like you know season one episode two I need that you know season one episode three I need that like it's more of I'm collecting rather than I need to know. I totally understand that, like, urge for sure. I think for me, it's just, like, my attention falls off after a certain amount of time. So, like, I definitely get hyper fixated on stuff. So, if that show, if I'd never seen the first season and it was just all available for me right now, I probably would have just, like, jumped on and watched the whole thing. But I saw it, and then it was, like, you know, second season came out later. I probably watched a couple episodes of that and then just, like, did something else. And then my interest just totally dropped off. Because I could do that in a season. That's definitely something where I find that maybe Netflix, a lot of people think that they've screwed us out of other television. But if television is good enough, you will make that appointment. That's what it's called. It's called appointment television for a reason. Like, it used to be really strict of Wednesdays at 8. That's it, motherfucker. Like, that's it. Yeah. Whereas now, usually, you know, I'm thinking of Disney. Like, oh, on Wednesday, we dropped the new Hawkeye. Yeah. Compared to Stranger Things, because there are times where I'm watching Stranger Things. So I was like, that episode kind of sucked. I guess I'll watch another one. Whereas, like, am I coming back next Wednesday? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know, man. Like, this is going to sound probably pretty pretentious, but I I think, like, when, when certain things get too popular it, it can just as generic as and cliche as it sounds it can kind of kill it sometimes man and i think for for stranger things specifically for me it's more of like that first season before when it just came out it's like it felt like lightning in a bottle it was like whoa this is a really cool thing that these people managed to like do and like who are these fucking kids that are so talented and then when it becomes like a you know huge franchise it's like four seasons coming and it's just like oh, okay like the novelty of it has kind of worn off to me a little bit, you know? It's absolutely that. Yeah. And it's definitely because 100% of what is then fan service. Yep. Yeah, exactly. When the Duffer brothers are sitting there thinking about, and then wouldn't it be cool if this little girl was riding a bike and flipped a car with her mind? Yeah. They're like, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Whereas in season two, it's like everybody liked when the little girl flipped the car with her mind. Let's have her flip three more. Yep. Let's follow. Like, what did, what, what lightning did we catch? Yeah. Let's go buy the same bottle, you know, yeah, exactly yeah, like yeah. that. It's Whereas, very disingenuous, it can feel like sometimes, you know. At times, yeah. yes. You know, I'm definitely not here shitting on the entire no, 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 no. rest of them. Season two a little bit. I, is, maybe it's... Is that the one with the other girl who gets powers too? Sorry for spoilers. No, but okay. they kind of bring in another 13 yeah. or some shit like that. that and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. And they back the fuck off that in number three. And I think they're going to do a number four maybe. Or yeah. is there a number four and they're going to do a number five? I don't even know what the fuck they're up to yeah. anymore, but 
everything becomes about what at the same time what else are they supposed to do you know it's yeah. building a universe you know yeah, and it's not even to shit on them for doing that it's just like sometimes what makes stuff so special like personally to me that i enjoy is just like that initial spark it's like whoa this is becoming like a cultural phenomenon and it came out of nowhere you know what i mean so after a while just for me personally the novelty can wear off unless it's something i like a lot which then that also happens because I feel that way 100% about Harry Potter. Mm. where mm. And I find a lot of that to be just in one story arc yeah. is usually nice. Because I think about either like Lord of the Rings too. You know, why doesn't Two Towers feel like it's copying what Fellowship did? It's yeah. like, because they're still on the same fucking quest. Yeah. They're still yeah, yeah. doing it. It's the other stories going all around that that keep you kind of paced through it. But the same thing of like, motherfuckers here with the ring and volcanoes mm. over there. I got three books to tell in between there. Yeah, so exactly. like that kind of links it. Same thing with Harry in school. I'm in school this whole time. I got to graduate, even though he never actually technically graduates. Yeah. That's kind of, I got to keep going from home to school, summer, winter, fall. Like it keeps the clock going. Whereas this was just like, it happened to, I don't even know, like how many weeks was Will gone for the first one? Like what right. was the timeline? Did they have to wait another whole school year? No, now we're in school or, or it's summer again. So like, where do we go with this universe? Kind of seemed like where they were like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's the it's, 80s. We can go to weird. a mall. <laughs> yeah, the, the mall. It's weird because they're all like, dude, they're aging so rapidly too. So it's like at a certain point, it's like, well, what do you do when like season one, they're 11 years old and season two, it's like, they're clearly like, I don't know, 16 or something. It's like, it's a huge jump. And so, uh, I don't know. It's not, uh, not something I'm super interested in at the moment. But. One thing that I did like that ties us back to how this is, because I would have been that kid of, we mentioned Will, and what do you do with 11-year-olds versus 16-year-olds? And one of those things that dropped off was the D&D element. You yeah. know, the entire thing of the Demigorgon all kind of mm-hmm. came from there and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Will in the last one was like, come on, we got to play. And they're like, Ugh, I got girl problems. I've exactly. got high school problems and like acne problems, whatever. Where he's still dressing up and he's like, no, I'm Will. Me. Me as a kid, 100%. Mm-hmm. Where I was still playing yeah. up until like the point where it's like, what's that 12-year-old doing kicking that tree over there? And it's like... He's battling a giant, don't worry. You know, like yeah. we were just watching role models. Yeah. Augie, yeah. you know, that kind of even plays into this lair and stuff like that of what we're talking about. Like, that, that was 100% me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that, man. And I don't know if we're going to like talk about D&D and stuff. I feel like that's what's so funny about it is it's like you're kind of giving yourself as an adult permission to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny because it's such a, it can be at least such a vulnerable activity. Because if you're playing with like a bunch of people that you don't know or don't know super well, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to agree right now to suspend this disbelief and like, I'm going to pretend to be like a warrior and I'm going to talk in a Scottish accent and it's going to be really corny and it's going to be very like, frankly, like silly, you know, or can be at least. And so I don't know, man, like I've made really good friends really quickly doing that because it's just like, you feel so close to them after that. Cause you're just like, I was just very vulnerable in front of you. You know what I mean? Sir, yes, yeah. I do. What a fucking good way to put that of like, I'm really just laying everything down. Cause yeah, my accent's not great, but that's my character. That's yeah. how I feel about exactly. it. And that's how I want to do this. And you know, if you have somebody who's laughing and doing it with you compared to like, you know, actually if, that accent was supposed to be there. You would have you would have put a little extra thing on the dialogue. Yeah. So having a wet blanket like that, or just having somebody who comes in like, nerds yeah, exactly. also, it's just like, ugh. 
So, wow, what a good point that I had never really thought about. And maybe that's why I never did it. You know, I don't really have very many friends that I can stay close with anymore that I can even think about. Maybe as a kid, I could have pulled a game together in terms of numbers, but I don't think there was maybe one. But, you know, now as an adult, I was talking about it, playing with my wife. I know she has to hear me talking silly voices all day. (laughs) I unfortunately think I'm good at impressions. Right. And... I know I'm not, but sometimes I want, like, out of a hundred, I would really hope that one, she goes, no, eh, that wasn't That's bad. That's pretty good, yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. all I'm looking mm-hmm. for as a quote-unquote, as a, what's the word did I say? Impressionist. Sorry. As an impressionist, one out of a hundred, I wanted a, hey, a surprise good. shock, yeah. like, oh, shit, he didn't fuck it up again. Like, that's all yeah. I'm looking for. What's funny, too, is, like, I feel like that's what's so fun about D&D is there really is something for everybody. So it's, like, if all you gave a shit about was, like, I want to come here and I want to pretend to be a Scottish dwarf and I just want to speak in this accent, like, you could just do that. Like, if you're a theater kid and you like to act like that, you could straight up just do that. If you're somebody who plays, like really intense like tactical board games and you when you play video games you're really like a crunchy numbers kind of person like how can i optimize this to be as efficient as possible like you can do D like that like it's such a versatile experience you know what i mean let's talk more about yeah. that because on the other side of liking being silly and being stupid like that in terms of like i like also your use of the word silly yeah because that's usually a word that we pertain to children or just tomfoolery ridiculousness you know just straight up shenanigans that should not be happening and maybe sometimes that's why i feel shameful of like maybe i should be doing something else but this brings me the joy you know what i'm saying like i should be learning a language or something i don't know something quote unquote that we have deemed as a society as productive but it's like no i am being productive because mental health wise it's got to be fucking extraordinary the amount of endorphins that get released of just like like you said, just thinking, I'm going to say something funny right now. And oh, shit, they did think mm-hmm. it was funny. And it was because of the accent and because of the silliness and all that fucking nonsense of like, that's productive. Yeah. And it's like, what do you not want to have joy in your life too? You know what I mean? Like yeah. being a kid, man, it's like all you had to worry about was I'm going to go have as much fun as possible with the people that I like to spend the most time with. And so it's like, if you can even get a sliver of that in your adult life when like, you know, you have to pay bills and worry about like actual things. It's like, why would you not want to, you know, create that experience in that environment for yourself? And honestly, like, you know how it is, man. It's like the older you get, it's harder to see your friends like routinely. And so if you have a group of people that like, you know, once a week, once a month, even you sit down on Saturday nights or whatever the situation is, you play D and D for two hours. It's like, you can count on that. You know what I mean? That's not something that everybody has afforded like in regular adult life, you know? I'm going to start that actually because a few things just crossed my mind of, yeah, maybe I don't have that many friends, but like the wedding that we were just talking about, those people, my family would do that. That'd be fun as fuck because I know personally too and the other thing of people who are out there who might be of the persuasion of nerds, (sighs) it's fantasy football and it's another kind of Mm -hmm. sense, you know, like... What's the fucking difference? See, if you want to play the numbers and do stuff like that, you could exactly. totally do that. Like, Honestly, yeah. If you like fantasy football and you like that crunchy stuff, you'd probably love to play D&D because you can get really like precise and exact and efficient with how you're building a character to just, how can I do the most damage? How can I be the most you know defensive-oriented character, whatever the situation might be? What kind of spells can I use to totally control the situation and just come out on top every time there's a battle? It's like you can definitely be like crunchy and aggressive about it too. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Sure, again, yeah. that does interest me as that type of person of 
what exactly mean? So like 101 me really quick, almost like we did. Yeah. So I want to start, what What do you need? What, what happens? So D&D, like I would say at its core is a game of collaborative storytelling, right? So you have a dungeon master who's kind of controlling everything, kind of presenting uh, a story, uh, an encounter, an event, a world, kind of setting a scene for you. Um, and then how your character is like the, the person that you play comes into that is like you show up at this world or this event or whatever that the dungeon master has laid out and you say, well, this is how I want to interact with it. You know what I mean? And then what you do is going to determine what happens next. So it's like if the dungeon master is like, oh, you start in a tavern and you see this dude over here and he's got a hood on and he looks pretty sketchy. And you're like, I want to go ask him what his deal is. And the dungeon master might be like, all right, well, let me, hold on, let me think of a better way to phrase this. Like if the dungeon master sets up an event for you and so I'm having a hard time like thinking about it. Yeah, because my yeah. biggest question then as you're kind of doing this is, are you reading from something? Oh, yeah. So as a player, you're not reading from um, from anything typically. Like you have a character sheet that you would kind of, as you're building your character, you have like all your stats and your abilities, you know, the items you have on your, on your person. But as the dungeon master, you might have your own homemade world that you have like a whole document on, or you might be reading from like an adventure book, like a pre-published adventure book. But as a player, basically you're being presented this opportunity or this situation, and you're deciding how you want to interact with that. So if you're searching for clues, for instance, there's a, somebody got murdered in a tavern and you're, you're going to do an investigation. The dungeon master might say, Hey, make a perception check. So you roll this dice and whatever number comes up, you add, you know, maybe a modifier to based on who your character is, what kind of skills they have. And that's going to determine how well you do. So if you roll a perception check and you get like a two, you're not finding shit. And then, you know, your character is not going to be clued in on the mystery. You know what I mean? But oh, you, it all clicked at once for me. Mm -hmm. You saw the surprise on my yeah. face. Because at first I was like, God, this is confusing. Like I want to do it, but this is exactly why I haven't. But that then... Yeah adds to it so yeah if i'm a, a crafty elf let's yeah. say like all right so even though i'm crafty and i rolled it too like i'm a crafty ass motherfucker like almost in my world if you will yeah i'm batman exactly. i could find the mm -hmm. smallest clue ever but i could still roll a one and make that shit a 10 because i'm motherfucking batman exactly and Where, meanwhile the flash rolls a one and it's like i didn't find shit exactly and Whoa. so when you're building your character like say you're building batman right it's like i say batman's really good at investigating he's probably really good at like athletics and stuff too so your modifiers on your character sheet are going to be higher for skills like that where so like you know somebody who's very dexterous and um, perceptive they're going to be able to dip and dodge and look for clues but if you're somebody who just like I don't know you're a healer or a priest or something you might know a shit ton of stuff about the history of the world or like how to use medicine properly um, but you might not fucking know anything about anything else and so you know, it's kind of just the character that you make is going to determine how you interact with the world that's presented to you and then the story that gets told over session after session after session. I am you know hooked I mean? now, yeah. Because yeah. again, with my Batman analogy, it's just like, yeah, I could find clues, but don't ask me to punch Darkseid in the face because mm -hmm. I'll just break my hand. Yeah. For that, I want a Superman-type character yeah, exactly. or different things like that. So or the again, party composition, right? You know, it can be really fun because you have everybody filling a specific role. We need I mean, a healer, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, we can fucking kick a bunch of ass, but at the end of the day, like, oh, man. Man. or yeah. we could kick a bunch of ass and save ourselves but we don't have a navigator shit like that so yeah. again once again i just i can't get the dc comparisons out of my head no, but, that's but if exactly, it works for you it works that's exactly for you, how it worked you know? for me so once again i kind of go back to this kind of understanding it and getting rules for anybody who wants so it's like basically i'm gonna also through this podcast train my mom how to do it because she will be part of my party because i was talking about it. anyway me my wife my mom my dad maybe 
do we need to buy anything? Like, is there a story? Like you said, there could be a story, but as a dungeon master, I could just come up with a story? You could definitely come up with a story. If you're trying to um, become a dungeon master, like if you're the person that was going to run the game, there's Definitely. definitely, definitely a bunch of books you could buy. My biggest advice though, man, they have a starter set available. It's like probably, I don't know, less than 50 bucks. And it has an abridged version of the rule book. So you kind of know just like everything that you need. It's got like a 10 to 15 page little adventure. It's got like a bunch of mini encounters in it. And then it's got some pre-generated characters that are just like ready to go. And then you could tweak those characters. However, your party would want to be like, oh, this sounds cool. But what if, you know, their background was like this instead? And, you know, they all have their own motivations for why they'd be getting to the story. Um, that's a really good place to start, man. Because then you don't have to, the downside to D&D, man, is like, it, it can be a real expensive hobby. I mean, you're looking at adventure books costing 50 bucks. If you're buying like the big three, which are the player's handbook, the dungeon master's guide and the monster manual, it's like 150 bucks. So it can be pretty off-putting if you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to like this. So definitely like the starter set's a good place to, uh, to begin, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. as you're saying that I'm the guy, if you can't tell by yeah, just exactly. shit that I have around my house, mm-hmm. I would quickly be the, all right, wife, please don't leave me, but I need this super duper awesome book because yep. it's going to make me the best dungeon master ever but that's for the campaign that we all yeah. play. So it's kind of like a gift for the like I can you already can hear me. Like that? Yeah. I can already hear me selling it and I haven't even started playing well, it. Well, really this is for you, so you should be thanking me. Uh, yeah. yes, I'm looking out for you and your time, you know. You like, have fun or what? Yeah. Come on. That's exactly that, how I'll it do seems, it. That's why it seems like it's so up your alley, man. Like I'm looking at you standing in front of like all these collectibles and it's like, yeah, you definitely have like dungeon master energy. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. man. Man, I'm going to put that somewhere. Maybe that'll be my new like handle somewhere. Yeah, Dungeon yeah. Master Energy. Yeah, that's man. that's the best I've ever heard. And if Thank you're you. a creative person, it's like it's so fun because you can have a whole idea for a world or even just like a character, man. Like maybe you really want to tell a story or explore like a theme or like express a part of yourself that you might not otherwise get to express. Like I read a joke somewhere on like a maybe like the D&D subreddit or something that's like, Every person who plays a rogue, which is like the the stealthy thief kind of character in D&D, all those kids that play rogues were kids who never got in trouble growing up and never did anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, hey, here's a really fun way for me to express this like part of myself that doesn't involve me actually going out and stealing shit as an adult. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Sorry to kind of bring it up, but it reminded me of a second. Like, I bet some of the best people at fantasy football are the kids who got picked last. They're just like, but I know the numbers. Yeah. You know, they studied everything <laughs> yeah, the best, too. Yeah, exactly. But that's funny. Yeah, the good goody two-shoes. It's just like, oh, man, who stole all of my gold coins? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally my girlfriend when we play. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so it works out. So that's another then fun story. Let's just say as I move forward, I do become this dungeon master. Like, can I only play with one other? Per- How do you happen to like, I'm sorry, I'm using no, you no, as a rule book be. of shit. I can probably don't be, man. I'm, I'm happy to, it. To, yeah. to tell you the, the, you know, the limited knowledge that I have. Um, I would say like the best kind of party would be three to four is like a good starting one. So I think like you as a dungeon master, then you said your wife and your parents is like a pretty good place to start. Um, I've been in parties of up to like seven or eight people and get a little bit like, oh man, like we're going to go around the table. Everybody's got to turn in combat. Like this shit's taking a long time. So I think three or four people is nice. It's like optimal. You can get like the synergy and the chemistry going, but it's, it doesn't become like a slog. You know what I mean? So that's a, and it doesn't feel so overwhelming having to like keep up with all these different people's stats and numbers and stuff. So I would say that's a good place to start for sure. And then yeah. just something else. So uh, let's just, 
have an unfortunate situation that's kind of actually happening right now. If uh, the house that my parents live in has some sickness, they're quarantined. So oh, long okay. story yeah, short, yeah. if my wife and I were out for it, could we join another party for a week? Does that do my stats carry over to your world? Like is You'd mentioned rules, rule books, oh, yeah, mastering. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's, is it technically all in the same multiverse, if you will? Like, that would be up to you, man. I mean, you could kind of do it. Like every world is different. Like every dungeon master is going to have their own set of worlds or whatever. But if you wanted to go play um, like a session with somebody, typically what people do is they'll do like one shot campaigns. So it's like literally one adventure where it's like, hey, you got hired to go in and steal this ruby from this uh, this billionaire's um, castle or this, this ghost get this artifact from this wizard's tower and then it's a self-contained thing so it's like if you know hey i'm only going to be able to hang out this one time you just get a pre-done adventure it's just like ready to go in and out a couple hours and you have a good time you know what i mean so you can make a new character for that you can just take the character that you have already made and bring it over and say that they're off doing something else it's really however you want to create it man there, that's the best part is like there's no like hard rules for how any of the universes work you know like all the books have these pre-designed worlds like different realms and stuff but it's really just for inspiration like however you wanted to spin it would be the best way to do it you know yeah because uh sorry to just keep piling on the oh. dc likenesses because once uh, it's just how i figured this all out and one of my favorite things is that introduced me to the multiverse yeah specifically almost when it was done in comics even though it was way before i was born like it's i think it was in one of the cartoons it's called the flash of two worlds mm -hmm. And it's something I actually want to get tattooed of like this guy is at the front. He's like, Flash, help me. And on both sides are the two flashes that the DC continuities had set up up until yeah. that point. And that's the first time they meet. And anybody ever went like, oh, holy there's shit. two of them. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit. So ever since like that kind of idea, maybe it was the Justice League episode where it was Crisis on Two Earths. Doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. I like that idea of traveling around and just knowing like, oh, we have a second what did you call the stealthy person of rogue. rogue? Yeah. All right. So let's go through that. All right. You, I could be a rogue. I could be a, yeah, there's plenty of different characters. A wizard. Yeah. Rogue, wizard, uh, sorcerer. The way that I look at it is like, so there's melee classes, there's a magic classes and there's classes that are like hybrids. So you got for your melee classes, you got like your barbarian, you know what I mean? Just, Hey, I'm, I'm just here to like fucking hit things with a big club. Superman. I'm, Shazam. I'm very, yep, I'm very primal, yes. very like, you know, tribe oriented. You have, um, like your monks and stuff who are going to be more like dexterous and hand to hand. You have your rangers who are going to be more about like having a bow and arrow. Um, I was and literally like, going to yep, say green arrow. Yeah, exactly. So funny. And tracking stuff. Uh, rogues are, like I said, more dexterous for casters. They kind of, you know, you have different, different sets of magic. So wizards are like, think of them as people who study, uh, to learn about magic. You're going to the magic <laughs> institution or university or whatever. More like a maester from Game of Thrones if you fuck with that almost. Surprisingly, I don't, man. Yeah, it's it's so funny because it's right up my alley, but again, just like never got into it. But I, I trust your analogy. You know what I mean? Um, so people like that would go to, and they would learn, whereas like sorcerers, you were uh, born with that innate magical ability. Oh, yep. I like that shit. And so okay, like there cool. are different rules for those kind of characters. Like some sorcerers have this thing where every time you cast a spell, you take a 20-sided die you roll it on a table and if you roll a one it's called a wild magic surge and some bad shit happens it's like hey maybe your spell backfires because it's like when you have it innately you don't know how to control it necessarily and then uh you know warlocks are characters that are they make a deal with like some kind of um you know like a patron maybe some kind of like dark spirit or something like that and so they have magic but it's a very different kind of 
uh, role playing experience. Comes in a toll yep, almost. Exactly. And so, you know, a very similar. Still skin almost. Yeah. yeah that's what that shit reminds me of. Maybe very similar spell lists, but like very different ways that you're going to bring that character into the world with different motivations. Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of classes, and these are the ones I tend to play are kind of in the middle. So it's like you have a paladin who might be a warrior who loves to hit shit with a sword and shield, but he's got some like ability to use some magic and, you know, smite the undead or a bard, which is like, you know, you're, you're giving your party bardic inspiration more like a support class. Um, and you can cast spells. You can also fight with weapons and it's just a matter of like, Hey, what kind of stuff do you like to do? What kind of characters do you like? And, when I uh, get people who never played before, I always, I literally always go to Lord of the Rings and I'm like, well, who, did, who in Lord of the Rings did you like the best? Like, what character seems the most fun for you? Oh, you liked Legolas? Okay, you're going to play an elf probably and you might want to use a bow and arrow. You know what I mean? And then it's just go from there. Yeah. So you also fuck with Lord of the Rings oh, a lot. I love Lord then. of the Rings, yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. I like the movies a lot. Yeah. I couldn't oh. get into the books as much. And it's funny because we have coworkers and I, we, you know who I'm talking about. And they talk about it with such vigor and yeah. such mm-hmm. enjoyment. And I want to get back into it. And I tried to crack Fellowship again. And I'm just like, oh, they're, they're so dense for sure. Bored. Yeah. Like, I thought we were going to meet somebody with a ring. Like, what, where's, where's the ring, guys? Like, what's ha- like that first yeah. half of the book? It, it for can drag, me personally, man, for sure. it did take it. a while, so but I'm going to try yo, once again. The movies are so good, man. That like a lot of times you'll hear people, oh, the, the you know the movies aren't as good as the book, and you know maybe that's not true. Those movies are amazing, so there's definitely no shame in that, man. Thank not you. Yeah. I do have shame in saying it because I usually am the asshole who's like, well, you know, because Game of Thrones. I will say there's especially towards the end of where they went. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You probably heard the <laughs> heard scuttlebutt about, it, about yeah. everything. Yeah, it's one of those things where. The book really does do more justice, whereas, I don't know, it took forever to get to the ring. Yeah. That's neither here or there. But, like, I was thinking about that. If you asked me, like, who's your favorite in, in The Lord of the Rings? I'm like, I don't know any of their fucking names, to be honest. <laughs> like, they all kind of sound the same. I like Sean Bean. You know, I feel like yeah. I would be that Sean Bean where, like, you could be tempted, but at the end of the day, you're going to die doing the right thing. Yeah. And so, like, maybe, I like that maybe kind you of bring thing. in, like, a morally ambiguous character where it's like, hey, you like that dude because he swung a sword and you thought he looked cool, but maybe he's got a weird backstory that makes him act a certain type of way. Then you would bring that information. If you were a player character, you would bring that information to your dungeon master, and your dungeon master would be like, hmm, how can I then tempt this character with, like, these weird, kind of morally gray opportunities that are going to allow for good stories to take place you know what i mean if you're a good dungeon master i think that's the goal anyway because again it's collaborative storytelling at, at its core i think to weirdly side tale have you ever played you said video games have you ever done a telltale game is what telltale. i think they're called no i look up a lot of shit on youtube so what it is it kind of sounds almost like that where it's it's based off the, it's an electronic version of what you're almost yeah. saying mm-hmm. of it or even those old school books of like decided destiny like you know, do you take it? Go oh, to the page choose your own adventure kind of That's books, what yeah. I meant. Yes, thank you. But like they did it for Batman, of course. Surprise, surprise. I'm bringing up Batman again. But it's like Harvey Dent wants to be your friend, but you know he's shady. Hit X and take his friendship or hit B. And then it learns about you in that way of like, this guy would be a shady ass Batman. Let's keep yeah. presenting him with shady ass shit until all of a sudden, almost to bring up Christian Bale again, or uh, really Harvey Dent says it, Aaron Eckhart, of like, you either live long enough. Mm-hmm. To see yourself become the villain, or you die a hero. Yeah, interesting. I fucking, I'm fucking digging this, you know dude. I might really want to do this. I think you would like it, man. And it's funny because, like, that game, and probably honestly, like a lot of video games, especially like RPGs and stuff like that, they're based on the mechanics of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, man. Like, especially 
And that shit's been around since the 70s. You know what I mean? So any game, if you've ever played like Final Fantasy, uh, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, like any of these games, um, you know, that are have swords and magic or are turn-based, it's like almost certainly directly coming from uh, what Dungeons & Dragons laid the foundation for. Yeah. When I started this section, I kind of started with Stranger Things because I was like, well, that's the only way people know about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true. And I said that as a joke, but I do also believe like it's not true in the fact of like that's a long ass time where there's yeah. probably people who have been playing campaigns for who knows there's probably friends who reminds me if you ever read or seen the movie ready player one no the main guy in that who leaves the the willy wonka if you will yeah. sort yeah, of yeah. find my easter egg bullshit it's only usually in the book called anorak the anorak the almighty yeah. even though his real name is james halliday but like anorak that was his D&D character and that was who he personified himself in this virtual world that he built and stuff but I always found that interesting like his he only called this one girl Kira it wasn't even her fucking name like but in his mind like that's all you almost are to me like you're Kira and I'm yeah. Anorak and like I like that world so much better I just probably real life people like that who have oh, been playing sure, so yeah. long that it's like yes I know that James is in front of me but like really all I see is I don't know, you're like, you know, Artonius is sitting yeah, in front yeah, of me, you know, yeah. like, how are you? So well, that's what I mean, like, that, like I like had building those, that I had those uh, this one group I played with for probably like three years. And we played pretty much every week. Like we took some longer breaks. But when we were on, we were on weekly. And I felt like I got to know them pretty well as people and that we became comfortable with one another. But I didn't know very much about like their personal lives. You know what I mean? But I, I could tell you exactly how they would respond to a situation as this character. And it's so funny because it sounds it is. If you're not if you're not like doing it it sounds almost fake but it's like yo there are some real emotional beats that you can have straight up just playing in a pretend game it's like i've i've gotten chills from revelations i've gotten like worked up i've been like jaw on the floor like holy shit i can't believe that just happened and it's all bullshit it's all fantasy but it's so fun and like i think that goes to i don't know like what we started on with that it's like yo playing and having that imagination is very important as an adult too so you better get that in your life somehow, man. You know, I don't think it's become any less fun. Yes. Yeah. We've just convinced ourselves it's less important. Exactly. But it's not. Yeah. That's funny, too, because I can also see the guy like rolling a 10 of me just getting up like I need to step the fuck out right now. <laughs> this guy. But I think I also wanted to bring up, too. It's it's it is a dodecahedron. Oh, I do couldn't tell. It's a 20 sided die. What what that word would be? No fucking clue. I think so. Like breaking it down in my head. Yeah. Doe. Two. Deca. Decade. Yep. 20. Hedron is yeah. just, fuck, I don't know. That's what I feel like you add on the end of every single object or shape, like a hexagon, hedrogen. Yeah. Hedogon. I think that sounds right. It sounds right. And that's the main die you would use. So like most of the time, if you're doing like what we call like a skill check, like, oh, I'm going to see if I can intimidate this guy or, hey, I'm going to see if I can fucking steal this thing right now. You're rolling the 20-sided die and you're adding like your modifier based on what the skill is or if you're rolling to attack. And then there are other die that are pretty much determined uh, determined by like what kind of weapons you're using. So like a dagger is going to do way different kind of damage than like a battle axe. So for a battle axe, you might roll like a 12-sided die, whereas a dagger, you might roll like a four-sided die. You know what I mean? But mostly it's that, yep, that dodecahedron. Thank you for teaching me that word. I, feel I think that sounds right. It. I don't yeah. know if that is, though. Like, there's got to be somebody on the internet who's going to be like, yeah, no. Nah. Let us know in the comments if we're wrong. Dude, you're so smart. Yeah. I think this so perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Actually, I did have one more. Sorry, sure. because yeah, the yeah. one thing that I always feel comes up in this is like, what's the longest campaign have you ever done? Like, I think we brought it up. They can go on. Like, 
can they go on forever? Oh, definitely, man. I mean, um, the longest one that I was in lasted about three years. Uh, but there are, there are people that play, you know, they might play every weekend for a couple of years and take a long break and go once a month. But it's, I think when you just get that same group of people together, it doesn't even necessarily have to be an ongoing story. Thank you. That's you know what, I, mean? what I was kind yeah. of more asking. Can you quote unquote have a game per week? Or is this one of those things of like, we're in this for the long haul. It can be either, man. It's dependent on what you like. Like for me, I, I just know myself and I try to be realistic. Like when I do, when I'm the dungeon master, I always get these great ideas like, oh, I'm going to build this world and the characters that my friends are making are so cool and here's how I'm going to hook them. And then it's like after three or four weeks that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm out of ideas and I'm burnt out. So like what I find works for me, man, is going back to what we said earlier, I buy a bunch of those like pre-made adventure books. I pick up a couple of uh, adventures that we can play and I just like do one shots over and over and over because then I don't get burnt out on them. It's way less prep on my end. I don't have to sit and type up so much about a world that it feels like homework or something. And it just allows me to kind of like go at the pace that works for me. You know what I mean? So Thank truly, you. man, like there's a way to make it work for you in any way you want. If you wanted to be like, yo, fuck this. I don't want sword and sorcery. I want to have like machine guns, whatever. You could probably figure that out. Like there's a way to do it. Like if you wanted to play a D&D game where you were literally like superheroes, I'm sure that somebody already has made rules for that. You could just find it on the internet. I was thinking yeah. that like at this point you would think after we were talking the 70s. So what is that? 50 years? Yeah. Give or take. That somebody at DC, that somebody at Marvel or somebody somewhere would be like, yeah, you could like have all these things happen at the Sanctum Sanctorum or at, you know, the Daily Planner or some yeah. shit like that. Like, why not? And if not, one thing, you know, and I say this word, I said it as a joke, but I say it with love of like, there's got to be nerds on the internet. Like you said, like, oh, you want to play D&D Superman? Boom. Yeah. Here I mean, you go. What did you Let say earlier? You like uh, you said the barbarian, you know what I mean? That'd be like Superman. So it's like, maybe you just take that class and you say, okay, instead of using a, you know, a battle ax or whatever, he's just going to fucking hit with his fist and you just roll the, you know, roll the same dice that asks you, but you just flavor it differently. Like reskinning it all. You know what I mean? I do. World's your oyster, man. I see <laughs> just a lot of time going into yep. like, cause now that you said it, that's, that's exactly what I could do. It's just like, you know, with a dagger or an ax, like, all right, you can either throw a super punch or just use a little bit of freeze breath. Exactly. Yep. You got it, man. I can see the gears look. turning in your head right now. And it makes me feel so excited for you. I'm excited. And I thank you so yeah. much, man. Thank you. With that, though, we are going to wrap up. It has been very long. So I am going to end the way that I always do. And just because I end this way, doesn't mean I don't mean it, you know? It's not just a way to wrap things up or a shtick to say to the people. Like, time is very short. We were talking about even in this podcast, how yeah. time is weird. There's not a lot of it. And yet, you just spent hours here with me. Like, that's awesome, dude. Thank you yeah, very man. much. And especially after a day of work and shit, too, you know? Yeah. It, it was a lot of time. You were here for quite some of it. Like, thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to do it. You know, you were really cool reaching out and being like, do you want to talk about stuff? What can we talk about? And then you hit me with this idea that I just had so much fun talking about that's different for the show and that's why i like switching up people yeah. and really really would love to see you kind of come back and go host to come back man i had a great time and i would definitely love to, do, love to do this again perfect and the one thing you know to maybe give a little susan for anybody who enjoyed this as well uh we both know we've talked about other co-hosts here drew mm -hmm. like i've done threesomes before man you know you, and you they've proven to, to be me. fun you said that to me this morning man is it maybe we could both go on i was like yo say less Let's do it. Let's let's do it. So we'll definitely have to get that scheduled for the books. But in the meantime, dude, like again, sorry to beat the dead horse. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very, very, very much. Thanks so much for having me. 
and thank everybody on the other side listening this whole time. I think this is a great episode. Leave your comments down below, especially for that last section. Are you a are you a rogue? Are you a barbarian? Are you a wizard, a caster? Like, what are you? Leave it in the section down below. The comments. We talked about the walls, the tweets, all those fun things would be great. But at the end of the day, if you can't do any of that, word of mouth would be the best, you know? Because if you know a friend who likes Buds Bros or superheroes, well, I got a fucking show for them. My name has been Nick James. I've been hanging out with the great and wonderful James Jess Buds Bros and superheroes are out of here. <laughs>